Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark movies. Hey, I'm Panda, and I like Hallmark movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark movies. Hey, I'm Niall Mater, and I've spent a tenth of my life making Hallmark movies. And this is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast. Oh, boy. It's hard wow. enough to do this podcast successfully with you two jokers, but when Panda continues to kick my headphone mic in- input... Your headphones? I, my headphones out. of of. So I didn't hear Niall's intro at all. Was it? I'm sure it was funny and charming and no, everything. No, I gotta be honest with you. Uh, it, it was fine. Uh, <laughs> it, it was all right. He said he really hates anybody who despises Hallmark movies. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah, Man, you know that how it is. stings, Niall. Um, Niall, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. You're uh, you're hanging out in your truck right now. Uh, you've been living there for a while. How's it going? Six weeks in. You know, it's it's a little bit uh, stinky in here, but it's okay. I've been all right. <laughs> yeah. Is that a, a New York City Starbucks mug? Yeah, it, it sure is. I yeah, own correct. that mug. I own that very mug. Do you really? Yeah. I had to track two of these mugs down for my sister-in-law this year because they stopped making this very mug, so really? I had to track two of them down. Is, yeah. it a, is it a hot commodity? Can I make a lot of money off of it? Uh, not too much, but you can make a little bit more than you paid for, sure. Now, do, oh, you, just wow. have a, do you just have an affinity for, for the city that never sleeps, Niall? I know you're from Canada, correct? I am, yeah, that's, that's correct. I am, but uh, when I went to New York, I just really liked those, uh, those mugs, so I grabbed two, and then my mom loved them, so I grabbed her two, and then my sister-in-law, she loves them, so I had to get two for her. Man, uh, you're, so you're just an overall thoughtful guy is what you're saying. Man, what a guy. Uh, not, o- not overly. I forget <laughs> a lot of things, but, uh, but yeah, when it comes to family, I, I, I try to do small Niall, you told me beforehand that Deck the Hallmark's your favorite podcast, and so you wouldn't forget. your. What's your favorite episode again? You were telling me right beforehand. See, I'm pretty sure that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> man, he didn't play along at all. He was just like, nah. He's like, no, man. No, <laughs> no, not from that guy. Not taking it. <laughs> not, not following for it. Um, Niall, you said you're a big family guy. Who's your favorite family member, if you had to pick one? Oh man, you can't do that. You can't <laughs> family member. No. That's right. That's we, a good answer. we ask the hard hitting questions we do here, Niall. Yeah, like, do. who's your favorite family that's member? That's exactly right. And that's actually the end of the interview. So thanks for, <laughs> yeah. thanks yeah. for coming on. We really just wanted to know kind of about that. Um, Niall, thanks for joining us. Obviously, uh, people listening to this podcast know you from Hallmark. You've done so many other things. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about uh, who you were growing up, what kind of uh, you were into as a kiddo, uh, and at what point you kind of got interested in acting as something that you wanted to uh, try your hand at? Yeah, um, I grew up in uh, rural Alberta. I grew up on a big farm. Um, I I grew up farming and I grew up milking cows and uh, I didn't get into acting um, until I was 13. Um, I did an air band competition at at my high school. Sure. And I, 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 I was the front man, Kurt Cobain, and uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. We, uh, we did that. Everybody else was doing like all these like new kids on the block stuff and like dance moves. And, and then I came out with my long grunge hair and, you know, just came into the high school. And, me, and my buddies and I, we did Nirvana and, uh, and it was awesome. And that was my first taste of being in front of uh, a massive amount of people and it, I didn't I, I didn't necessarily enjoy it but I also wasn't uncomfortable or scared so I realized oh, okay you know maybe 
you know, maybe I could do something like this. But um, but I, I still wasn't pursuing acting at that time. I uh, I was actually enrolled in mechanics because as a farm boy, um, I liked to know how to fix everything. And, and I was actually in mechanics class when the drama teacher, uh, his name's Keith Wozniak, he came down and uh, he pulled me out of class. He pulled me into the hallway. This is after the airman. And he said, uh, he said, you know, you should really give uh, acting some thought and, and come check out my drama class, which I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good, man. I, uh, I want to learn how to rebuild my, uh, my truck because at the time I had a 1958 GMC pickup truck. Oh, yeah, wow. but I, yeah that's, that, I was working on that with my grandfather and, uh, and we were rebuilding that old 235, that straight six engine. And, um, and I, I wanted to, you know, study mechanics and, and learn how to completely rebuild my truck. Um, so he, he really wasn't uh, making much of a case. But um, I, I gave it some thought, and I decided, you know what, I'll go sit in on a drama class and see what, see what it's all about. So I went in, I, I sat in, and, uh, and I was like, okay, this is, it's kind of cool. So I actually dropped out of mechanics and went and, and started studying drama with him. And I didn't know this at the time, but it, in like a back storage room, he had a bunch of this old editing equipment. And as a kid, I, I had always loved taking apart everything, um, remote control cars, TVs, radios. I would take it apart. I tried to figure out how it worked, and then I would put it back together and hopefully would fix it. Sometimes I, I wouldn't fix it, but I, I, would, I would try. Um, so I found all this equipment, and I asked him what it was, and it was all this old like linear editing gear. And, um, and, he, and, and then he had all these cameras and stuff. So then I started making these uh, short horror films because I was obsessed with the horror genre as a kid. Um, and I had a buddy whose, da- whose dad was a hunter. So I had like huh, so much, so many things that I could use, like real entrails to use when people were murdered or whatever in my little, hor- in my little horror, horror films. So yeah, it's a, it's a massive departure from homework. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I love but, it. but that, that's what got me into, into this art form, uh, was, was like these, these horror films I used to make. Yeah. And I also was the lead in, in several high school productions. Um, you know, I, I ended up winning best actor in Alberta for my portrayal of Groucho Marx, uh, mm-hmm. in a play called a night in the Ukraine. Wow. Um, Groucho yeah, Marx, yeah. man. Yeah. Groucho Marx, man. I, yeah, I, I did that when I was, uh, when was I? I was just 18, I guess. And, uh, then I decided to move out to Vancouver. Uh, went to Vancouver film school. um, but after all of that, it was so expensive to live in Vancouver and go to school. I went back to the oil rigs where I had, I had actually started working at uh, at 17 in between grade 11 and 12. And uh, and I spent uh, eight years of my life as an oil rigger wow. until I had an accident. Yeah. I had an accident on the rigs. Uh, I was crushed, crushed inside the cab of a rig. And uh, after that, I decided, uh, you know, life could be pretty short and I, I better just focus on one thing and came back to Vancouver and, uh, and, and focused on acting. And a short time after arriving, I, I booked, um, I booked, uh, a, an MOW movie with Brian Krause from charm. And then while I was filming that, I booked something else that sent me to Toronto and it's kind of been, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of just kept going since then. I, I, I had really good luck, um, with back to back series, um, and, and yeah, that's, that's kind of brought me up to now. It's, it's interesting how I landed at Hallmark though, because I mean, most of my roles, I've never really played the nice guy. I've never, I was never really known as, you know, the charming next door neighbor, you know, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't what I did. So it was interesting how I landed with Hallmark, yeah. but, um, it's turned out really well. 
there's so many follow-ups. Yeah, I have I so many so questions. Many. So oh, my yeah. goodness. I'll, I'll kick us off. Uh, I'm interested in the, the horror film aspect of it. We had Michael Rady on a few weeks ago. Hates horror movies, never wants to watch them. Um, <laughs> if, if you were to recommend one horror movie to somebody who is um, pretty, pretty afraid but is maybe interested in getting into the genre... How would where would you throw them into? What movie would you recommend for them to kind of get going and to and watching horror movies? That's a good question, and because uh, you don't want you don't want to throw them into the deep end right away, right. but you do want to not scare them either. Um, <laughs> I think I would recommend the original Halloween. Okay, mm. yeah, that's a great answer. Well, yeah. I thought the remake was or the not the remake, but the new Halloween yeah, yeah, was really was good too. To- totally, man. I, I love the remake, but I just the original Halloween is like it's like just enough to you know to, to unsettle somebody and kind of introduce them what's, to. Uh, to the genre. What's your favorite horror movie? Like you're just your favorite. You got one horror movie. Uh, I don't. I, I don't really have a favorite horror movie. I I've been so out of touch with the genre in the last like five six years because now I have kids and I, I don't get to watch a lot of the cool horror movies that are out there. But uh, Paranormal Activity really freaked me out yeah. because like I I believe in a lot of that. So that that movie really. Uh, like it struck me to my core. Well, so and I, it was uh, that, uh, such a, a cool take on it because it was the you know mm-hmm. the, the the handheld camera which was kind of relatively new in the that space. Yeah. So nowadays it's terrifying. kind of it's kind of overdone. But back then it was like, yeah. man, this is crazy. This is legit scary, Dan. You just mentioned that you were in an air band competition, just kind of like off the cuff <laughs> and ke- and kept kept yeah. moving along like that was normal. Was that a normal? Yeah, <laughs> like you were just like, yeah, you know, airband competition and blah blah blah. Was that a normal thing in backwoods Alberta? Like, is that a normal part Dude, of growing up? You would not think it, but it is, man. And because you, you're right, it's backwoods Alberta. That's where I'm from, man. Like I'm, I like we are, uh, we are Canada's rednecks. That's what <laughs> yeah, you, you know, and 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 Canada's as as one of Canada's rednecks. Yep, we all get together and we do airbands, man. And and quite often you'll have crossdressers that are doing airbands, man. Like guys that are totally like totally straight, but they'll throw on a skirt and do like some sort of Cindy Lauper song, man. Yeah, uh, they will time and, after time. And that uh that uh drama teacher, did he approach you because of how good of a frontman you were? Like you had so much uh, so that's a great to Cobain it. right that's there. That's a great that Cobain. He should act. Cobain, is it because yeah. of how you did it that he approached you? I, I guess so. I, I I don't know. He his his motives were never uh, never uh, known to me. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's because I was so young. Um, and it was my first year coming into that school, and the airband competition happens in October. School starts in September, so that was my introduction to the high school. Yeah, mm-hmm. you uh you you're you're uh you're kind of getting interested in in this acting thing, but then you go back to the 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 oil rig when you were doing the oil rig for eight years. You said what yeah. was it a, a total departure from acting, or were you still trying to do some things on the side to kind of keep that passion going? No, man, I was still trying to break in the entire time. I was working um I was working night shift. I would always ask either my brother who was my boss or my cousin who was my boss because on the rigs you you would. You would jump from different rig to different rig. I was uh, I became a driller at 21, so I was a really young, uh, young 21 uh, year old driller. Um, and most of my crew were in their 30s or 40s and didn't really respect a 21 year old driller. So um, I had to bombard them all day long with information about how much I knew about the rig, so they would actually work for me. It was it was actually really frustrating. But in between rigging, I would um, I would fly out 
and do auditions in Vancouver. So I would always ask for a night shift. I would I would work my twelve hour night shift, wow. and then I'd leave the rig. I'd fly out of Fort McMurray and fly into Vancouver and go to an audition, and then I'd get back on a plane, fly back to Fort McMurray, and work another night shift. So I would stay awake sometimes for thirty six to forty eight hours. That sounds like pure sleep depravity. Do you have any just? awesomely bad auditions like i tend to ask this but every actor seems to have one or two they remember that were just terrible auditions like you're sleep deprived you didn't get it whatever it would be do you have one of those a story for us uh i i yeah it was actually during that time i remember flying back on the plane fully intending to memorize my lines while i was on the plane uh that didn't happen because i fell asleep on the plane (laughs) and then when i landed i you know you hop in a cab and you're like i'll learn my lines in the cab you know, so you start, you pull everything out, you start going through it, and, and it's 11 pages of dialogue. You're not going to learn 11 pages of dialogue in 20, in 20 some minutes before you get downtown. You know, I walked in the room, and I remember like, uh, like sitting in the, in the waiting room, just trying to get all the lines in, and, and nothing was sticking because when you're under that much pressure, your brain's not going to retain anything. I literally, like, I walked in the room, uh, started the audition, and just stared at the reader. <laughs> and then excuse, excuse excuse myself, asked for some time, walked back out, tried to get it, and I I never saw that casting director ever again. <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember the show you were auditioning for? Shocker. I don't remember. But it was uh it was star it was a uh, Stargate. It was something to do with Stargate. One of the first I think it might have been SG like the very first Stargate. It was oh, just with MacGyver. A, uh, yeah, yeah, it, but it was for a guest star. So. They used to throw so much dialogue at people for guest stars, right? Wow. So, yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, going back to your time on the the oil rig, like, what was that like? It sounds pretty brutal, pretty intense. Just, what was that like? And just walk us through that. Yeah, um, I actually enjoyed my time on the rigs, other than a, other than a few uh, addiction issues I struggled with because of all of that. But we won't get into that. This is a sure. Hallmark podcast. Uh, <laughs> you talk about whatever you want to talk about, yeah. Niall. <laughs> I, uh, I kind of, I was born into an oil rigging family. Like I'm a third generation oil rigger. So oh, wow. for for me, when I first went out on the rigs, I was sent out with my grandfather. My parents actually kicked me out of the house um, and and forced me to go work. Uh, the rigs and um and i went out and it was with my with my grandfather who was the owner of a drilling company at the time and my grandfather suddenly like when we got out there was not my grandfather you know he was my boss and he was really hard on me and it was uh it was it was brutal i remember i remember just being very like at first I felt very betrayed and then I realized, no, 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 this is my own issue and I got to get over this. And I, I, I just have to start working. I just have to start listening and doing what he's, he's telling me to do. And, uh, I, I really credit my grandfather for turning my life around because I was, uh, I was a pretty wild kid. I, I was in, um, bands when I was younger and, you know, I was really young and getting into things I shouldn't have been getting into. Um, so that's like the, the, the rigs kind of knocked all that out of me. Hmm. Uh, at first and then working the rigs, you know, for years and years and years and being sleep deprived for years and years and years, you start getting into what everybody else is into out there. And, uh, and, and it becomes like a vicious cycle. Um, I enjoyed the work a lot. Um, but everything else that came with it was kind of uh, a little bit too much. And the accident happening was just, uh, an awakening really. 
and it, it, it brought me back to pursuing what I wanted to do. And that's pretty life. dangerous work. I mean, obviously you had a pretty severe accident. Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, I, they, when I got to the hospital, they wanted to amputate my right leg cause I had something called compartment syndrome. Wow. You know, um, luckily they, they managed to, uh, to keep my leg, as you guys know, I'm able to walk around and, uh, and I, and I, I, but I feel awful for the people that, that lost some of their limbs on the rigs. And I, I witnessed some of that happening. Um, you know, like I, I saw, it's called the mud tanks. I saw the mud tanks fall on a gentleman and he lost both his legs. Wow. You know, he was wow. one of our truck drivers, you know, the, the rigs are, the rigs are not for the faint of heart. It's a, it's a very, very, very dangerous place to work. Uh, it's also, uh, a great place for you know people to get ahead and, and make some money but you have to have your wits about you and you have to be very very smart and a crew has to fully trust each other because you're literally tr- entrusting your life with those other people hmm. and, in, and entrusting that they are going to do their job correctly so that ev- all five of us make it through our shift so you when know? when you penciled in deck the hallmark on monday were you is yeah. this what you were thinking a solid 20 minutes of just in just deep dives <laughs> Into Niles' addiction and oil rigs, <laughs> right? Like this. What, no, uh, no, I wasn't. That's <laughs> what we're all here for. So l- let me ask you this: we'll, we'll transition back to acting. Although, in all honesty, that's fast. Personally, I'm fine on the oil rigs for a while. <laughs> but uh, l- you've been on. You look at your IMDb page. You've been just. You have an eclectic career. You've gotten to act uh, alongside a lot of different crews and casts. Is there a, a memorable non-Hallmark experience, like one TV show or movie? I mean, you were in Zack Snyder's Watchmen. Like, is there one memorable, like, not Hallmark, like a memorable caster crew? Everyone says they have the best caster crew, but, like, one that stands out that you were able to be a part of and you're really either proud or it was just a really fun time or it felt like a family that sticks out that wasn't Hallmark? Yeah, there was. I'm going to circle back to that, but you just touched on my experience with Zack Snyder on Watchmen, and I just need to mention something about that experience because it was so surreal to be on the set of Watchmen, to be talking to Jeffrey Dean Morgan and, and hanging out with Zack Snyder, and um, and I and I was a football player when I was younger, and I'm sure you guys all know Zack Snyder is he's very athletic, and he yep. like he had he had a football on set with him all day every day, and they were whipping the football around, and and then I show up to set. In my Mothman costume, I'm not sure if any of you saw it. Oh, my, yeah. My, my, wings, my wings were huge, man. Like, huge. <laughs> um, and I, but I, I played a wide receiver in football, and I, I, and I also can really chuck the pigskin. So he, like, he was throwing the ball, and then I interrupted the guy's route, and I took off running in the Mothman costume. <laughs> And and, and, and and Zack Snyder just bombed a Hail Mary, which I caught with one hand and pulled it in. And he was just like, wow, he like he Zack like lost it. So then I, I whipped the ball back to him. And from that moment on, he would just had so much respect for me. So that's a cool memory from watching. Man, wow. That is awesome. That's a <laughs> yeah, great yeah, story. <laughs> I, I, I wish it would have been caught on film because just to see Mothman running down football would have been hilarious. <laughs> I'm starting to I'm starting to believe that Niall is from that southern part of Canada called South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, because we're from South Carolina, Niall, and you just sound like one of my buddies. Like he's yeah. in his truck and he's like, "I went long for the football. And I caught. I played ball in high school." And but like that's what you sound like, man. This is great. Love it. So, uh, but I will. Go ahead. I, I'll take that as a compliment, man. Because you, you guys sound like good people, so I, uh, I I'm I'm from very humble beginnings, and uh, and I like to keep that like throughout all the stuff that I do. Um, but I do want to circle back to your question because yes, 
I do have a cast that I love and a cast that I absolutely like loved working with and the best time of my life. It was on Eureka. Okay. I absolutely loved working with Colin Ferguson, who's still one of my best friends today. My you know, I got to work with such great people there and it was four years. It was four years of my life, you know, four years of my life um, and working with Neil Grayson and, and on that show, I'll never forget. It's the best day that I've ever had on any set ever. Um, it's an episode where Neil Grayson, his character is Fargo. And my character, Zane, we get launched into space and we're in like this, this capsule together. And we spent <clears throat> all day together in this tiny little capsule. And, and quite often we were so busy on Eureka that we had to shoot second unit days on the weekends. So we would be shooting like six or seven days a week. And, but Colin and, and Sally, they, they weren't, they weren't working those days. It was like Neil and I, cause we were like the secondary stories. So we were on a second unit. Matt Hastings was directing it. It was like crew that wasn't necessarily always our normal crew, but all of us were just, we were, we were working so hard to make the day. And Neil and I were stuck inside this capsule all day long. And you wouldn't think this would be one of my favorite memories, but it is because of how hard the job was. I was on like this rig in the back where they would lift me up on this metal platform and I had to act weightless, which was killing my hip, you know, and they would just drop me and fall when gravity took, uh, took effect. Um, but after the end of the day, it's the first time I've ever heard a soundstage like erupt in in applause wow. for mm. two actors that spent their entire day like just locked in this little capsule acting our hearts out. And that that to me is still my most memorable experience on any set I've ever been on. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, Niall, you sound like someone that really enjoys the grind and like the challenge and also, like, based upon being a 21-year-old in charge of an oil rig, someone that uh, clearly is, like, can create a team environment. Have you ever thought about directing a movie? Like, is that something you want to do? Because it sounds like you'd be just perfect for it. It's absolutely something that I want to do. Um, and, and unfortunately, every series I've been a part of, it never gets to that season where I've got it in my contract to direct. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think... I, I, I've, I've got a pretty extensive relationship with Hallmark at this point, and I, I, I could see me potentially doing that here with them if I if I become a part of another uh, wheel, which I am now. I'm a part of the Aurora Wheel, which I really enjoy filming. We, we've got another one uh, coming out May 17th. Um, so if anyone's listening and they want to check out Aurora, check that out. Um, and and like, working with Candace Cameron Bure is, is a blast. That, that, that's another team of people that I really enjoy working with. Mm. Yeah. Now, Candace is an up-and-comer in Hallmark, and uh. she's hoping to make a name for herself. Uh, and she probably just jumped at the chance to work with Niall Matter and, uh, and, and really Is he the to- guy from the Father, Father, Father Christmas? That's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I want to work with that guy. Um, no, how is it working? She is like the undisputed queen of Hallmark. Um, one of the few people that just we can't get on this show. Uh, she yet, Niall, yeah, yeah, Niall. On. We gotta we gotta hook up now, I'll, Niall. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to her. I'll talk to Candace. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> um, how is it working with her on a series? Like, you, how many of those auroras have you done? Oh, geez, what am I at now? I think I'm at number number six. Wow, wow. Okay, so how's it working working with her? I love working with Candace. At, at, at first, I wasn't sure because I mean, she was she's a, she's a child star. She grew up on TV. Like she she's been in this profession her entire life, and um, and I've met a few people like that in my career, and uh, and some of them it's been hit or miss. But Candace, like she's super funny, man. Um, at first, she gave me a really hard time because she really liked Yannick Bisson, her former co-star, <laughs> and um, and I would say a line, and she would just go, Yannick wouldn't have said it like that. <laughs> 
sacred hat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. It was it was kind of tough to uh, to get her to warm up to me the first one. Um, but when it came out, I think I think maybe maybe it took her seeing the two of us on screen together to to see that we worked really well. And and ever since then, we've just been we've had we've had a great working relationship. She she and I laugh all day long. I mean, we we're, we're constantly la- laughing on that set. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of our producers, Jim Head, he's he became a really great friend of mine after I did a movie with Rachel Lee Cook and him called Frozen in Love, where I. I got to play a hockey player. And of course I was going to jump at that opportunity because I grew up playing hockey. I mean, I think here, let's see, can you see my hockey sticks hanging up there, but over my wife's car back. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Yeah. yeah, I got him. You, you an Oilers yeah, yeah. Edmonton Oilers guy, I assume. Yeah. Big time Edmonton Oilers guy. Absolutely. Um, and I'm like, I'm chomping at the bit for the NHL season to resume. I don't know how it's going to, but, uh, and it's going to be weird if they do with no, with no fans. I mean, that's going to be like watching beer league. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> except except Elite Beer League. Yeah, Elite, Elite Beer League. Elite. That's a new movie Nile starring in called Elite Beer League. That's going to be headed your way. <laughs> so you were with Rachel Lee Cook, Frozen in Love. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and in that movie, because Rachel and I, we got along great right from the very beginning, but Jim Head and I became really great friends, and he was the producer of that movie. Jim's the reason why I landed over at, uh, at Aurora. Because um, when Yannick um, left the show, they needed to find a replacement, and Jim was the one that really uh, that really made all that happen. Um, so when I'm working on on Aurora, I just feel like I'm surrounded by by friends, wow. family, it's just good people, man. So you have you've acted alongside Rachel Lee Cook that you just said, but Candace Cameron Bure, Danica McKellar, Aaron Krako. I mean, these are the heavy hitters. Uh, in the Hallmark universe, how how are you just able to always land those roles, man? Like that's that's pretty big. Yeah, I, I've been really lucky because I do I get to act opposite all the heavy hitters in the Hallmark Hallmark world. Um, but I mean, I I came in with a pretty extensive resume into this world, and uh, and I feel like I, they, they, Hallmark really likes to to match match up certain people, and uh, and I, I think they've been really smart with the matchups for the most part. They've all worked pretty well. I know. Uh, I know you guys didn't uh, think too highly of Christmas at Dollywood, and that's okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's you know it's um, it was a movie very much geared towards the fact that Dolly Parton was in it, and then yeah. you know she was barely in it. There it is. Uh, so you get it, Niall. It feels. I feel like I you understand. It, I get it. I get. I'm, I'm also like, dude. I'm, uh, yes, I'm an actor. I work in this profession. But I also watch things from the perspective of a fan watching it mm. when I watch yeah. it, yeah. you know. Um, so I, you, you know, and a lot of the things, you know, a lot of the things you talk about, because I did I did take a peek at that or I listened to that podcast last night and a few other ones really quickly because uh, Brand called me out and was like, hey, have you listened to us? I was like, no, I don't have time. I have toddlers. He's like, I got toddlers, too, man. I make them. <laughs> I mean that, was, that wasn't meant to be a get your get your wow. stuff together thing. Brand, but Brand's a monster. Call it shot, dude. I was kind of a jerk. Oh uh, yeah, I have a newborn, so get with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 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 yeah, but yeah. So I, I gave it a listen last night, and uh, I, I really like what you guys do, and I like that all three of you have a different perspective. Um, and quite often, I have different perspectives um, when I read something too, and I'll bring. I'll table issues all the time, whether on anything, like whether it's a series or whether I'm working on a Hallmark movie or whether I'm working on a different uh, movie. But because um, actors, actors often we're looking for the in-betweens. 
what's falling through the cracks. This doesn't make sense for me. If it doesn't make sense for me, it's not going to make sense for them. You know, and, and, and unfortunately, a lot of the time for the male character in these movies, mm. a lot of stuff falls between the cracks. So that's the challenge I find as a male actor is on these movies, you really have to create a lot of that world and a lot of that backstory because it's not going to get told. You know, it's not that's not the, the vehicle that you're in. So it's uh, it's a challenge as as the male lead in these movies to really, you know, try to stay grounded, but try to be try to be real at the same time um, and, and still try to tell an uplifting story, because that's what these stories are. I mean, that's it's 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 feel good, family friendly, um, but there's heart and there's always there's always heart in the movie. But a lot of the times I find when I read the scripts from the male's perspective, there's not much there for the male to really grab onto and really define who he is. Um, yeah. And I've always played really defined, strong characters. Um, I've been fortunate to, to, to have series after series with very strong, defined characters. So that's that's my challenge now. But I think I think going back to your question, why why do I keep on having so much success with Hallmark? I think that Hallmark has seen that in me. And they can throw me in, and they're like, "He's going to do he, he's going to do something interesting with this role, or hopefully, he's going to do something interesting with this role." And I hope that they're happy because that's what I, that's all I try to do with with so, each yeah, one can, of the characters that play for them. What you're saying is is that Hallmark almost may, writes these male characters to fade in the background, and then they try to find actors that make them stand out anyway. But, I believe, yes, yeah. that's I, I I do believe, yeah. What's an example of you kind of punching up a character and kind of you know giving them a little bit more oomph in a Hallmark movie that you can maybe remember? Well, yeah, yeah, I can actually, and 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 it it, it like I can recall in A uh, Christmas at Dollywood, there just there wasn't much um, um, confrontation between the two characters, and in Hallmark, you don't want you don't want confrontation, but you want there to be two opposing things happening in a scene otherwise the, the scene's not quite as interesting as it should be so you, you know you just like maybe throw a sideways glance or like a like a like a like a look that just indicates like there's something else going on mm. for this guy in this scene that's that's not written mm. so i try to always I- inject those things into my performances just to uh I mean, just to kind of up the up the ante, you know, like raise the stakes, because yeah. that's the thing in a show, in something that you're watching. There, there has to be some form of stakes there. Otherwise, why are you watching it? Yeah. Were you giving the Dollywood character a slight southern accent? Can you confirm that? No, they. Well, you you can. I think you can tell just by the way I talk. I have yeah. I have like a southern accent, and people often think that I'm from the south. Um. Uh. So. A lot, of, a lot of the times it's interesting because in, in in Hallmark, producers will come up to me and they're like, dude, drop the accent. I'm like, so stop talking the way I talk. <laughs> That's so you know, funny. But um, it's, you're not really allowed to do it in this world. Uh, and it's interesting because I, I have a country movie coming out. Um, it's called Country at Heart. And it comes out June 6th on Hallmark. Yeah. It was supposed to air la- last year. Oh, we know. Fall. Oh, we know. Believe you me. Oh, no. We keep track yeah. of these things, um, and I was uh, I was really hoping it was going to come out last year, but it's 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 coming out now, and I'm I'm really proud of it. I can't wait for it to come out. But um, we're like the three of us: Jesse Schramm, Lucas Bryan, and myself. We're playing. Um, I'm not necessarily a country music star, but I'm a big songwriter. Lucas Bryant is playing a, a massive country star, 
and and Jesse Schramm is playing a, a, a girl trying to break in. And my character is native to Nashville, right? Um, so I'm just talking the way that I talk, but unfortunately, you know, that kind of, you know, the it, it, I guess it sounds like an accent when you have a cowboy hat on and a belt buckle, but... <laughs> It's it's a country movie, so I think it's I think it's really going to work really well. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you get notes all the time on set where you're like, okay, drop the accent. It's like I'm not I'm I'm actually not doing an accent. I'm just talking with it. I just <laughs> so have a cowboy hat. Man, that's, that's so interesting. Great. You good? You you've had you you're an interesting uh, actor for Hallmark because you've done standalone movies. You've uh, did a few episodes of one called The Heart. You've had a trilogy. And now you're you're doing a mystery series, so you've done basically everything that Hallmark has to offer in regards to their their movies and how they're structured. Um, do you do you have a preference so far for kind of what you've gotten to do with Hallmark? Is it the standalone? Is it the trilogy of movies? Is it the the TV show? Is it the mystery? What, what's what's what are you connecting with the most? I love the standalones. I really do like the standalones because it feels uh, it just feels more more character driven, and quite often they are. Um, but I'm also really enjoying my time as as um, as my character Nick Miller on Aurora because it's the mystery wheel. And as someone that grew up making horror films, I like the fact that in the mystery wheel, oh, there's been a murder. You know? <laughs> Someone can die. <laughs> Something happened. There's there's some stakes to play. You know what I mean? But um, I really, really, really. I'm proud of Country at Heart, and I and I really hope that Hallmark keeps going down that path of making movies like that. Hopefully, it does well when it comes out June 6. I mean, I'm not a singer, and I'm not a guitar player. I learned how to play guitar, and I somewhat learned how to sing. Um, and, and it's all it's all original music by all three of us. I, I mean, we didn't write the songs, but we're the ones that are that are that are performing, playing them. Yeah. It's, it's really our voices. It's really us playing huh. guitar. Um, and and I think it's a, I think it's going to be a cool film because. It's just it's it's a little bit different. It's a departure from what I've normally seen, and uh, and I'm and I'm excited for it to come out, and I hope that it's received well. But those those standalones I like because you know they they you can really challenge yourself. And when it first came on my plate, I told my wife I said they want me to be a country singer, and I don't sing and I don't play guitar. I I'm a, I, I play the drums. I don't play the drums and. I had guitarists teach me how to play some guitar. Like I know Nirvana, but come on, that's power chord. Right. You know, that's right. super easy. Um, my wife was the one that really pushed me into the role and, and pushed me to challenge myself. And I'm glad that she did. Um, Cause it's, it's that, that movie is probably one of my top experiences wow. um, in the last four years with, with Hallmark. I really enjoyed it. Now I'm pitching a, a Hallmark movie about air bands, Nile, <laughs> And I really, I feel like you would be, now, uh, let me ask you this. We we are in South Carolina right now. I'm from South Carolina. Dollywood is less than three hours away from us driving. Now, you got to go down to Dollywood, correct, uh, for a couple days? Yeah, it was so brief, man. I wish it was longer because it's, su- it's so cool there. Um, and, 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 like, it was really neat. I was only there at nighttime, mostly. I, like, I'd get brought on a set, and all the lights were up and everything, and we were only there for a day and a half, and then oh, I wow. went out. Okay. I was going to ask you what you thought of Dollywood, which is kind of like this redneck Mecca kind of place, but sounds like you didn't get to spend much time there. I didn't get to spend much time there, and I wish I did because that's my kind of place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I want to hear your, your thoughts on the uh, Father Christmas uh, trilogy. 
Um, personally, as somebody who loves these movies, I remember the first one coming out being like, I dig this a lot. And then with each one, I, I, if I can be honest, I dug it a little bit less because, you know, it's, it's difficult to, in, in the Hallmark world, to carry these characters past the point of kissing and you, you're yeah. together now. Um, what was, what was the, was that, was that a challenge for you, especially as somebody who digs doing the standalone movies to kind of keep that character evolving, that relationship moving and, and still kind of keep it in the Hallmark world? Was that difficult? Uh, yes, it was. Um, it, it, it really was. But working opposite Aaron made it a, a, a lot easier. Yeah. She's, I mean, Aaron is super positive, and she's and she is she is like a, a Hallmark queen as well. And 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 she just always has a way of of you know just injecting so much joy into anything she's doing. So and Aaron and I became really great friends. So we were able to. I mean. I know that I know that the, on the most part the fans were happy, but yeah, I would I, I would agree with you. It was it was tough to keep the trilogy going because it, it just felt like it felt like it, it was just one extended movie, but it was over three. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. it yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of fan service at that yeah. point. You're anytime you get a, a trilogy of movies that descend from a single standalone Hallmark movie, that's fan service, right, Niall? Like you you're in agreement that people just. And that's a good feeling, right? People love it so much yeah. that they're going to yeah. pay you pay you to go and do it again. Well, exactly. And 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 there's been people that have that, that have asked Aaron and I, you know, will you do another one? Should you go again? And but like, where where else can you go with them? What what left? What is there left to tell about ba- the story? Baby, they baby, Father Christmas. They have a, they baby. Have a baby. Yeah, <laughs> ba- babying Father Christmas. Babying Father. Hey, Christmas. We never asked Nile. Nile, how did you get hooked up with Hallmark? Like, yeah, how did yeah. you find out about him? Like, what what led you to Hallmark? Oh man. Okay, you want the truth? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh. All right, all right. Here we go. So. Um, uh, okay. Uh, no, no. Tell us the truth, <laughs> Nile. I see that. I see this. The wheels turning. Don't give us a lie, man. Tell us what happened. No, I'm not going to give you a lie. I'm not going to give you a lie. So, um, the, the, the kind of the path that I was on was was I was um, I was doing series after series, and 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 then it got I got in a lull, and then I did a, a pilot opposite Julia Stiles for TNT. Oh wow! And uh, and I thought, man, this is it. This is it. This is going to go. It's going to be. It's going to be awesome. I'm working opposite Julia Stiles, A-list celebrity. I was like, this is so cool, man. They're like, this is it. This is my break. Um, pilot didn't get picked up. That all wow. went sideways, you know. And and along the way, as an actor, you try to you try to make moves. And you always try to jockey your next job into a bigger job, and 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 and, and you try to financially take care of yourself as well. And I invested heavily with one of my best friends. And um, like I'm talking like 80 percent of my after tax dollars on Eureka, 80 percent of 80 um, percent of remedy to like invested. So when my pilot got uh, didn't get picked up, I was on the shelf for almost that entire year, because when you're waiting for your pilot to get picked up, you can't do anything else. You're you're under contract. Right. Um, So I was waiting, waiting, waiting. And the new year hit. I found out that the pilot wasn't picked up, so I contacted my uh, my best friend, um, one uh, quote unquote, and and found out that my money that had been invested uh, was all being un- under investigation. You know, oh my so God. Um, oh my so yeah, so I I was wiped out. 
Um, and this is the, like no one like I don't think. Well, I mean, my closest friends know this stuff. Now the whole world knows this stuff. <laughs> like financially, dude, I got um, I got wiped out. You know, I, I just was. And then my my wife, um, she she was pregnant. Uh, she, I didn't know that at the time. We were wiped <laughs> out, and then we got pregnant. Um, and and then I had an offer come through for for stop the wedding. Uh, which was my very first Hallmark movie, and it was with Alan Fick. Was it the first and offer too? It was, yeah. It was my very first offer from okay. Hallmark, and it all—it was just like it came out of nowhere, man. It came like just like out of nowhere. Uh, it was kind of like uh, divine intervention in a way, man. Mm. It just kind of, yeah. you know. And I thought, okay, I have an opportunity. I have to take this. So I, I flew up to Vancouver. Uh, we were living in Los in Huntington Beach at the time. I flipped to Vancouver. I uh, I shot stopped the wedding with Alan Thick, uh, Rachel uh, Boston, and uh, and Ann Wheeler, who was a who was an old acquaintance and friend of mine. She was the director. She directed me in Remedy, and uh, she's the one that really fought for me to get the job. I guess uh, her and Jack Grossbart, who was the producer of Stop the Wedding, um, who has remained a great friend of mine as well. Um, they really um, jockeyed for me to get the job because I think originally. Hallmark from what I from what I understand somebody within the Hallmark executive rankings uh said I wasn't I wasn't a Hallmark leading man and I wasn't what they cast in their movies. So and and Wheeler really went to bat for me I guess and like really like was like no no this 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 guy this guy will deliver. He's he can be funny, he can be quirky, he's sincere. He's like so she she really you know fought for me and and got me in. And that's what got me the offer. And luckily for me, it's turned into, I mean, I, what, I, I think I'm at number 12 or number 13 yeah. uh, wow. movie-wise mark in the last four years. That's wow. actually why Bill's not there with the company anymore. It was him. It yeah. was Bill Abbott. <laughs> Bill was like, no, Nile matter, not on my watch. <laughs> uh, um, that's that's great. Crazy he's got, story. He's got enough stories. We could like we just need to have Niall on every Monday. Yeah, yeah. just have him on and have him tell another story. That's a crazy story. This is fantastic. <laughs> I imagine it's a really great gig now. Like now that you have toddlers too. Like fifteen day shoots. You go in, you do it, and then you're and then you're yeah. done. You're home with the family. It's awesome. And you know what? The the best thing about working with with everybody on these movies is, for the most part, we're all of the same mindset. We're all family oriented um you know we're all just wanting to work with friends and work with good people and that's that's who hallmark hires I, i've never been treated as well in my life or in my career by a company like hallmark treats their everybody that, that works for them incredibly well and I'm, I'm very 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 grateful for that and because of that i have signed i i like I just signed uh, another long-term deal with Aurora, and and I'm ecstatic about it because I I found a good family, I found a good fit, and you know my wife and my kids can watch everything I do. Um, my because my other stuff, a lot of that, you know, my kids couldn't watch that until they're a little bit older. So this is for me, it's 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 a very good place to be at this point in my life. Yeah, man, I I, I just I feel feel really really good about it yeah um so <laughs> what you've done 13 or 14 hallmark movies um which one are you most proud of and aside from the one we've not seen yet country strong or whatever you call it that we've seen which one are you most yep. proud of frozen in love frozen in love rachel mm. lee cook love it gotta check rachel it out lee cook, frozen in love yep that's the one i'm most proud of and um 
And uh, the Canadian Leo Awards actually awarded me um, the best actor for that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's there cool. You have it. Do you have the skinny yeah. on why the country movie got pulled from fall? Because uh, we were very upset. Like, fall is a big season. Yeah. It felt like we got gypped of uh, uh, fall. Some movies. Yeah. I was um, heartbroken. Yeah. So do, you, do you have the skinny on what happened there? I really don't, and uh, and like we were, we were, we were all kept in the dark about it. I wish I knew why. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe it had something to do with the timing of when we shot it, because they really didn't have much time to put everything together. Um, I, I, I really, I really don't know. I wish I did, but I'm glad that it's coming out now, um, because I, myself, Jesse, and Lucas would love to. I would love to continue with those characters. I really would. Wow. wow. There you have it. Are we, wow. are we ready for the rapid fire? I think we're ready for the rapid fire. We're going to uh, wrap this thing up with the rapid fire. We each get to ask you three questions about anything we want to. You have to answer it as quickly as possible. Dan, kick us off. <laughs> All right. Uh, you have been offered a major role in the new Star Wars film, but the Edmonton Oilers will never win another Stanley Cup if you take it. Are you taking the no. role? No. Nope. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he did not even blink. No. That's dedication. Man, that is, you hear that, Oilers? This guy's for real. Yeah. I'm for real, man. Mm. <laughs> Who's your favorite hockey player to watch? Connor McDavid. Mm. You, um, you have a chance to meet one person who you haven't met before, but they can't be, like, super famous. They have to be somewhere in between, like, I know who they are, but, like, I don't really know who they are. Who's that person? I already met her. It's my wife. Oh, oh my gosh. Atta boy. I mean, Bran asked a terrible question. And you got a terrible question. Nile a, a gave a great answer That's somehow. Right. <laughs> uh, Nile, your dream director to work for? Zack Snyder, again. Mm. Wow. Wow. Uh, we come and visit you. What are you going to plan for us to do? Just hanging out. What are we going to do? What's the dream, dream hangout session? Dream hangout session, just the three of us, or yeah. is this with my family? No, it's with us. It's yeah. just with us. I don't, yeah, your family can't come. Yeah. All right. Here's what we're going to do, boys. We're going to strike up an air band competition. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Now, where are we all playing now, Niall? Where, where, where you know, are you in league? Just in my, just, just in my basement. We're going we're gonna to put this up on, uh, on, your, on your site. But yeah. who, who are the, who's playing what who's instrument? Playing what? This That's is important. very important, Niall. Dan, you're front man. I'm drums. But Bran, where do you wait? Panda, I think you're bass. And yeah. Bran, you're your guitarist. He actually nailed it. That yeah, was that that's exactly what exactly. would happen. Yeah. Man, like that a lot. man, this guy gets it. He's I'm a been bass in a few boy. air band. Yeah. Air bands. He, he gets it. There's he no has. doubt about it. Uh, what is your, uh, your, your, your guilty pleasure entertainment? The kids go down. You're hanging out with your wife. What are you watching or what are you, what are you listening to? Or what is it that you're going to to kind of uh, turn the mind off? Uh, right now I'm watching Servant on, uh, on oh, Apple yeah. TV. So I really like, uh, like when the kids go down, man, I, I go for the dark, creepy stuff. That's the M. Night Shyamalan show. What's that? That's M. Night Shyamalan's TV show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've heard it's great. I've not watched it. He has a show? Yeah. yeah. He on Apple TV? On Apple yes. TV. It looks creepy. Son of yeah. a gun. Yeah. yeah no cool. kidding. Um, yeah. lastly, what is the thing that Canadians food or otherwise make that's just better than the United States? Poutine. Poutine. The gravy on the fries, right? Yeah, wow. man. Yeah. We have a bunch of people that try it down here, but I've never had Canadian poutine, so i got to maybe give it a shot. Best restaurant you've ever eaten at? 
Oh, uh, what's the name of it? It's a girl's, it's a female name. Um, the name's escaping me right now, but it's amazing. It's downtown Vancouver. I can't remember the name. I'm sorry. Mm, mm. She really okay. appreciates that. Yeah. And yeah. You, you getting yeah. the word out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really going to do a lot for their business. <laughs> yeah. And somewhere she's listening going, he's so close. <laughs> Just say Jasmine's. Just say it. People will come to my restaurant. Times are tough. And Niall's like, can't. Ah. <laughs> Sorry, Jazz. Um, what is the thing that you're most looking forward to doing or showing your kids as they get a little bit older? What's the thing you're most looking forward to? The world after we're out of quarantine. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Great Amen. answer. Amen. <laughs> Niall, you're a gentleman and a scholar, so, sir. Thank you so much for being willing to join our little podcast. We cannot thank you enough for coming on Deck the Hall. Are, are, is there any, are you on the social media? Is there anywhere people can find you? Or are you just kind of, don't, don't try to track me down? I'm pretty reclusive, man. I do have a Twitter, but I'm very rarely on there. Yeah, well, right. don't, just don't even bother then. Yeah. You know what? Just, just watch it. Yeah. Watch his he, stuff on Hallmark. Dude, what am I going to talk about? I live in my truck. <laughs> <laughs> you got leather seats in there, man. Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, now, thank you so much. We'll be, we'll be in touch. We'll do this again. But for now, may we be the first to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Same to you guys. Thanks, guys. Deck the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Friendly TV and recorded live in Greenville, South Carolina at the Bramble Jam Podcast Network Studios. It's produced by Brandon Gray. You can find out more information at deckthehallmark.com.